This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wongal people and the Yagara Turrbal peoples. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Strap in. Buckle up. It's story time, folks. This is Australiana Rama. Warning, this episode has some swear words. And early 2000s fashion. Oh. Oh my. (laughs) Welcome back. 2022, season two. More like 2020 stew, because we're deep in it, am I right? (laughs) I mean, yes. (laughs) It's warm and everything's bitsy peasy and no one likes it as much as they claim to. (laughs) This is true. And it is warm because I always have to turn my fan off to do this. So it's. Yeah, I always get a bit steamy. It's pretty feral. Um, But that's good. It's good. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and now you all know the, <laughs> the disgusting state we're in when we record these episodes. In the summer. In winter, delightful. Ah, oh, beautiful. Mm. In summer, the sacrifices we make for our audience. True. <laughs> uh, um, I hope you all had an excellent holiday break. I know Jess and I did, but also with our fair share of COVID drama. Mm. I'm sure like everyone else. So that is fun. Um, yeah, I was super lucky yeah. to make it into Queensland for Christmas. I saw Maddie mm-hmm. in real life, in person. Um, yeah, but now, twice. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're back um, to the, the And farm. they were both very Brisbane experiences too. Mm. Like we had lunch at the Caxton mm. on Caxton Street near Suncorp Stadium. Yep. And then we went to Gambero and had a seafood. <laughs> like, Which is across I've, the road. Like, um, from Ca- from mm. it's on Caxton Street as well, but we had like a seafood. Not even I didn't even. What would you call it? Like a tower again? Yeah, tower. Mm. And then met your BF at the front of Suncorp, mm. and then went to Newstead <laughs> <laughs> Brewing House next to Suncorp. Anyway, yeah. So it was a yeah. And I I love the city cat famously. Um, so I went on it quite a lot. Mm. Mm. Anyway, I love the city cat. If you're love in Brisbane, Brisbane, why not? Treat yourself to a ferry. Get the city cat. Yeah, mm. it's really not that expensive. Mm. <sighs> <sighs> All right. <laughs> I don't remember what we do next. Um, well, we, we traditionally we start the episode. Um, yeah. But like how I also couldn't tell you. So, well, it's Maddie's turn for episode one, season two. And I don't know what, what topic you're doing. I kept it a secret, mm. not intentionally. We just didn't talk about <laughs> we didn't it, didn't discuss it at all. <laughs> and then I logged on, and I was like, "Just doesn't know what we're doing mm. today." So, so it's like I'm that a, is a listener. Fun. It's a cheeky little surprise. Mm. Um, I'm glad to be inside all of your ears, and I'm glad to be back with you, Jess. So let's go. Woo! Today we are going to be talking about. The one, the only, the mighty Ugg boot. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And first things first, this one is actually more controversial than some of y'all may realize. Mm. So, okay. Let's go. Not just a slipper. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be my motto for the year. Not just a slipper. Mm. (laughs) 
<laughs> Far more than a shoe. All right. Yeah. So an Ugg boot is a sheepskin boot unisex um, originating in Australia. Mm. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen one before, I don't know where you've been living, but look it up. Mm. The boots are generally made of twin-faced sheepskin. So the fleece is on the inside and then the outside is the tanned kind of mm. like leather style, but not leather. Um, and then they whack on a sole and there's your boot. Yeah. So the, because they're like, have a, you, I had some as a teenager because it was like mid 2000s. They were a real, you had them, but also you wore them outside, yeah. which I feel like is still yeah. a bit controversial. Like they're an indoor shoe, yeah. but if you need to duck out for a bit, you can, but some people just mm-hmm. wear them outdoors. I've never owned a pair, but I've definitely had a boot adjacent. Mm boots from like Kmart for five dollars when in emergency Melbourne trips anyway <laughs> yeah that's probably my more recently mm. I've had that sort of thing it's not since my yeah. my youth have I had an actual yes boot. yes so the term Ugg boot we know comes from Australia um but we're not quite sure where or how or why because <laughs> <laughs> they're um, an ugly boot yeah, mm. probably. And they were initially for, you know, very like utilitarian use for warmth. People were killing sheep to eat them and they had leftover skin. So like it was very much mm. a byproduct of other things. They were often worn by surfers during the 60s and 70s and 80s. Yeah. So that's like when you talk about the origin of the Ugg boot, that's what most people think of. But there's a little bit of controversy and infighting around who actually started the Mm. Ugg boot craze. Yeah, so they were reportedly worn during the 1920s in rural Australia, but also potentially by shearers, but also potentially like created by surfers in the 60s or 70s i'm gonna say they probably weren't invented by surfers and no because it would have to be a surfer likely to buy the idea that it's a shearer yeah because they've got the materials on hand and the skill don't they don't have yeah unless it's like a a shearer surfer hybrid person which possible that is possible that is maybe how they entered the surf culture but yeah so the the date of like invention is unclear but also the date of any kind of mass manufacturing mm. is also a little unclear um, as in like snug like they're a snuggly boot but snug snuggly boot sounds terrible ugh as in oh i gotta get this on my foot i don't know Ugg, bug mug yeah there's a bug in my boot i don't know mm. anyway it's hard to say but they so they were reportedly being made in 1933 by Blue Mountains Ugg Boots in New South Wales, but also other people have disputed this. And then also this other bloke, Frank Mortal of Mortal's Sheepskin Factory, said that he started making them in the late 1950s. Mm. So literally no one can be trusted <laughs> in the boot world. Spicy. Yeah. And because then in 1971, Shane Stedman registered the name Ugg boot and it was actually spelled U-G-H. So more like an Ugg oh, boot. Um, and he registered that as a trademark in Australia and began shell- selling 
sheepskin boots under that name. He's also the guy that claims to have invented them in several interviews. And Mm. if you read any kind of American articles about the Ugg boot, they'll be like, Ugg inventor, Shane Hoo-ha. So Mm. a bit misleading. Um, Hopefully he doesn't sue me and (laughs) listening to this podcast. Well, if he's got some receipts, we'd love it. It would help in our research if he can prove it to us. Yeah, if you want to come on and prove us wrong, go Mm. for it. But I have some feelings that are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he claims to have invented them. Um, in 1982, he registered the name and a logo that had like a sun on it with the words UG Australia and had respelt it like UGG mm. Australia. In 1979, however, Brian Smith, another surfer who is in Western Australia, applied to be the United States distributor for his company, Country Leather, and they made Ugg boots as well. Mm, Okay. And so they began selling Australian-made Ugg boots to surfers in California and also people in New York. Interesting. Yeah. So in 1987, he sets up Ugg Holdings and he purchases the trademark Ugg Australia from Shane. Okay. The other guy, mm. the 19th, yeah. And so it, it all gets, a yeah, they all kind of merge together. But then also during this time, Smith, Brian, That's WA Brian. guy, yeah. yeah, he wanted more exposure okay. for this brand. And so he's, he's bought, so Brian has brought, Brian yeah. has bought the trademark from Shane. Yeah. And now he and is selling exposure. in America. Okay. All right. Yeah. And Shane had registered the trademark in Australia as well. So he's bought all of these trademarks Mm -hmm. and is selling in America. And he wants more exposure. He wants the brand to really take off in America. So he writes to over 400 fashion stylists offering a free pair of Uggs to any celebrities that were interested. Were they? Were were many interested? Yeah. Mm. And so according to Smith, his offer was taken up by... Kate Hudson, Tom Cruise, Brooke Shields, and Neil Young. And there are photos of them wearing them in this time, which makes sense. Mm. But then he, in 1996, sells his brand to Deckers, which is an American company. Mm, Okay. And in 1999, Deckers registers the trademark for UGG in the US, as well as 25 other countries. Okay. This is important. Mm-hmm. This is where we start to get a bit controversial. Mm, okay. So Ugg Australia is actually an American company. Interesting. Yeah. So they hire the Bromley Group, which is a New York marketing agency, and they continue Smith's idea around getting celebrity endorsers to wear Uggs and mm. basically be pictured by paparazzi. People go and buy them. Is this why yeah. we all wore them in the early 2000s? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, this is why. They literally got an amazing PR marketing strategy team and mm. got celebrities to wear them and then we bought them. The same thing happened with... Um, Cooker shells. Yeah, and trucker hats. <laughs> At the same like time. The, you know, like mm. that. the exact same thing happened with those hats. Wow, because um, that's the look. Like when I picture the 
Ugg boots of the time, they are worn with a trucker hat and one of those rah-rah yeah. skirts maybe. Yeah. And I'm not going to say the brand of the trucker hat because they are going through massive like legal suits as well. Mm. But okay. you can look it up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really interesting documentary about it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. We all know which the other day. one it is. But... Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they did the exact same thing. So it was a really common strategy in this time. And mm. it's kind of like they do, they do now with influencers on Instagram. Mm. But basically what they used to do is get the high paparazzi celebs mm. and, and just give them free merch. And they would wear them and then all of a sudden. Yeah. 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 So essentially the goal <laughs> was to just get this thing out there. And it and it worked. Really they even did. started shipping Uggs to movie sets in the hopes that stars would wear them in between takes and things like mm. that. So that they'd be seen, you know, all those well, they photos. Well, would be good to, for that, yeah. Yeah, you'd see them kind of in between mm. big shots like in a robe and Ugg boots and it it worked yeah so Bromley Group accountant supervisor Julie Neuenberg told PR Week in 2003 that the goal was to promote this formless functional and frankly unsexy shoe as a must-have fashion item or something you would wear with a mini skirt out shopping (laughs) and yeah that's what happened and that's literally what happened like Mm. It was during this time that Nicole Richie, I was going to say Britney Nicole, Spears, and Paris. Lindsay Lohan did exactly this. Mm. They wore Uggs with mini skirts. Yep. So it worked. Oprah Winfrey first um, had them on her favorite things list in 2000 and has had them on several times after that. And she handed out 350 pairs of Uggs to her staff as well. Not even just on the show, just to her staff. Yeah. Like she was mm. obsessed with this shoe. Interesting. And then she's also like a few years later been like the new this version of Ugg and this and she actually also recently put an Australian brand of a different Ugg shoe for kids on Mm. as well okay which makes me wonder if she is aware of the controversy that we are about to outline so this all of this created an Ugg craze so Mm. everyone had them in every temperature everywhere yeah (laughs) didn't make sense sometimes but everyone had them Mm. naturally the craze died down after a few years but it has returned Mm. in the last year yeah well it's like crocs yeah so they have been spotted on Hailey bieber and bella hadid as well as tiktok influencers victoria paris and lauren wolf do not ask me who any of those people are i could not tell you no no but I sourced all of these names from fashion magazines i'm familiar with Gigi and mrs bieber Gigi. Gigi Hadid. Is it like Bella. A- Bella, okay. Gigi's the other yeah. one. They're both models interchangeable in my mind. I'm sure they are. Mm. Um, and Cher is the current ambassador. Oh, well, that's Ugg. perfect. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm. If you go on their website, it's just like her. <laughs> Cher in Ugg boots. Mm-hmm. That's inspired. But this, yeah. So this is where we get to... The drama. Okay. So when you search the term Ugg boots, a couple of different websites pop up. So the first one that comes up is Ugg, like U-G-G, all capital mm. letters, the famous one with the big G in the middle. Mm. So this is the one that all of these celebrities wear, and this is the brand that we outlined earlier in the episode with mm. all the different trademarks. Is that the one that it's um, in, like, airports? That's yeah, uh, Or is that the, a different Not one? necessarily Australian airports. Okay. 
Overseas, yes. Mm. Yeah. So this brand used to be called UG Australia, but they had to change that because they're not Australian and mm. they are now just called UG. Um, and they're the ones that are owned by Decker. Mm-hmm. So after that, on the website listings on Google, you know, a series of different brands will pop up. And if you are searching this, Google searching this in Australia, all the other brands are variations on original Australian UGG boots or like 100% mm. Aussie made UGG boots. This is because in Australia and New Zealand, UGG is a generic term for the style of footwear. True. It is not a brand. Mm. Yeah, it was never it a brand. Like I don't like we had yeah. them, but you. Yeah. yeah. And there are hundreds of trademarks with the word UGG in it because no one can claim exclusivity. Mm. So i.e. UGG is not a brand. It is a style of shoe. Yeah. Like, it would be like someone trying to brand thong. Mm. Or um, which is a shoe. Just we all know that. Hopefully oh yes. that it's a shoe. In Australia. No, we do have some American listeners. Yeah. So in Australia, thongs are flip flops. They are shoes. Yeah. Yeah. You still couldn't trademark mm. thong the pant. Yeah, either. that's true. Because <laughs> it is just a style. Like a boot uh, or yeah. a sneaker. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Whereas elsewhere, UGG is a registered trademark of Decker's Outdoor Corporation. Not only in the US, but in over 130 countries, including the US, but also in China and various parts of Europe. Mm and various parts of Asia. Wow. Yeah. And so although Decker's UGG sheepskin boot are inspired by the Australian UGG boot, they claim that they are not actually UGG boots. They're just like derived from the style and therefore they can use that word and trademark it internationally. The company's profits have consistently increased since they've had the trademark and have consistently exceeded $1 billion annually since 2011. Wow. So how did this happen? Mm. (laughs) I'm going to take a moment to explain the Lanham Act or the Lanham Act, depending on where you're from. Mm. Um, So the Lanham or the Trademark Act was enacted on the 5th of July in 1946 in the U.S., and is the primary federal trademark statute of law in the United States. So it's the act that prohibits a number of um, trademark infringements and false advertising and all of that. And we have the equivalent here in Australia, Mm. like the IP trademark ruling. Well, and like in the UK as well, I think it's where it happened that like um, Kylie Jenner or whatever wanted to trademark the name Kylie and Kylie Minogue was like, lol, no way. Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, that's a really good example of what mm. we're about to talk about. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Cause so the one through once, Kylie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, and know. Kylie can't TM Kylie. Mm. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. So one section of this act includes rules around the doctrine of foreign equivalents. So under the doctrine of foreign equivalents, a foreign language term used in a foreign country that is considered generic in that country cannot be imported into the United States. It cannot be used as a trademark. Okay. So, in theory, you can't trademark UGG because mm. it is an Australian Generic word. term, yeah. Yeah. So, the two rationales referred to kind of defend this idea include 
the cultural diversity of the United States. So there are innumerable languages used in America, people from different backgrounds, even tourists visiting all take a part of the marketplace. Like they all spend money in Mm. the marketplace. And the second um, reason why this is a thing is that if they do it, other countries could do it to them. So Mm. other countries that don't speak English could use American English words or American commonplace Mm. phrases and trademark them. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like most countries have this rule and we Mm. all just are kind of meant to respect it Mm. as a thing. Yeah. But it doesn't always happen. So Australia has the same ruling here. So under IP Australia, a company can't trademark the word mango because it is a fruit, a flavor, Mm. a generic term, (laughs) not a brand. Mm, It's a good example. (laughs) Example. Yeah. And as explained by lawyer Nicole Murdoch, beautiful and its Italian equivalent, Bellissimo, would unlikely be accepted as trademark for like skincare Mm. in Australia as they are descriptive terms. Yeah. Okay. So you could name a restaurant that or something, but you can't trademark it. Yeah, you can't say no one else can use the word. Yeah, you can Mm. use it, but you can't claim it as your Mm. own. So with that in mind, UGG, you know, technically under this rule, should not be allowed to be a trademark in America. Mm. And yet it is. And this has caused a lot of controversy, especially because UGG have actively campaigned to bring down multiple other companies using the word UGG Mm. in their branding, Mm. including suing companies in Australia where the term isn't licensed. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, and this is where things get a bit tricky because in the U.S. courts, they have been inconsistent with this concept, especially when it comes to words that derive from other English-speaking countries. So Mm. there seems to be kind of this unwritten asterisk where it's like, oh, no, only foreign, quote-unquote, languages, which is almost a problematic term anyway, Mm. whereas other English-speaking languages with different English vernacular Mm. (laughs) don't count. And so there have been cases where the U.S. companies have won and that has set a precedent in courts. So it's really hard for Australian companies to fight against that precedent. Mm. Yeah, which is why Deckers and the American UGG brand have been able to maintain their dominance and sue multiple companies and destroy multiple companies. Wow. So during the 90s, Deckers began this process Mm. and sent out multiple cease and desist letters to Australian manufacturers who are using the name UGG, um, especially companies that were selling online and potentially selling to customers in the US. And this is where things start to get very messy. Mm. So most of the companies in Australia making UGG boots are small to medium businesses. Yeah. Not massive Mm, you know, corporations like Deckers. Mm. Yeah. And therefore have never had the money or the manpower to fight off the big guys. They've had to stop selling their merchandise online because it's not even about selling to the U S it's selling to those 130 countries Mm. out of the 190 countries that exist in the world, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, and then, but these Australian companies have fought back Mm. saying that, well, Australian manufacturers have been making and trading this style of boot for decades, including the US 
before you guys even existed or before you had trademarked in those countries. Mm. And so there have been a suite of cases between Australian companies and UGG between 1998 until now. Some where UGG have won and others where the Australian companies have come out not too bad. Mm. But essentially they have kind of cornered the marketplace internationally. So most of these Australian brands can only sell within Australia. Mm. And because of all of this, Australia actually delisted the term UGG from the trademark registry. So way back when in the 70s, mm. surfer bloke, what's his name? Either Shane, no, Shane, Shane. sold it to Brian. <laughs> Shane trademarked mm. in Australia. Mm. So they have delisted that and they're like, anyone can use the word UGG. Yeah, you can't trademark because, it in Australia. Yeah. So that means like Deckers or whatever can't trademark it in Australia. No, they can't. So they can sell and they do sell Mm. in Australia, but this includes all variations of the spelling of the word as well. So like U-G-H, UGG hyphenate boot, like Mm. it's a general term. And one of the most recent cases of this fight actually happened last year and is still being contested in the United States Supreme Court. Oh, I feel like I vaguely heard about this, mm, but I don't remember. Yeah, you probably did. It did actually make headlines here mm. um so deckers successfully sued australian leathers owner eddie ogre mm-hmm. for trademark infringement over the sale of around a dozen products into the u.s so he's australian based but he sold things online mm. however he appealed to the district court ruling and basically you know, said all the things that we've just said, that mm. the term UGG here is general and it should not have been granted trademark in the mm. first place at all. Yeah. His lawyers included former Senator Nick Xenophon oh. and Nicole Murdoch, who I quoted earlier. <laughs> so Nick Xenophon's got involved. Wow. Yeah, and he's very much like, this is not okay. Mm. I'm throwing my weight behind you. Um the New York Times wrote about it as well, and they stated the Australian news media called the lawsuit a David versus Goliath battle, and the case hit a nerve for many Australians who consider the footwear a national, albeit unfashionable, symbol. True. <laughs> <laughs> That's very well put. Yeah. Unfortunately, Deckers successfully argued that Australian leather willfully infringed, and they won um so they won that appeal and what has happened now is that australian leather has asked the u.s supreme court to overturn that appeal so they've appealed and that's been denied and they've taken it to the supreme Mm. court and that is still being processed um to this day so they that original appeal was in may 2021 Mm. and supreme court appeal was filed in november Wow. Yeah. And so they are pointing, Australian Leather are pointing to essentially, yeah, an inconsistent application of the doctrine of foreign equivalence, which is what we spoke about before. Mm. So that they are inconsistent in their ruling around that. And it's not fair that they have allowed this term Mm. to not be taken down by that ruling when other terms that may Mm. be seen as more as, you know, exotic or foreign mm. because they're not English speaking can yeah. be, yeah, 
that it's there's like a weird mm. um, double standard there. Yes. There's also an argument from some companies like where they've tried to push for the term UG to be like the word champagne. You know, <laughs> like you can only be called an UG if it's from Australia. What, the, the town of UG that doesn't exist? Otherwise, it's only a sparkling <laughs> boot, you know. <laughs> a sheepskin boot, yeah. Yeah. Well, is there a town yeah. called UG? I wouldn't be surprised. Look. Mm. I, yeah, it was like UG boots are just only Australian. Yeah. Yeah. And they can sell sheepskin boots. Elsewhere. Mm. Or UG style or inspired or, Mm. yeah. Yeah. And so we don't know what will happen with this appeal. Um, How silly. Yeah. The Supreme Court is very backlogged (laughs) and it may not be a priority for the Supreme Mm. Court compared to many other things. And so who knows, but they're not backing down. They're... Wow. Going for it. Mm. Um, yeah. And that is the current situation of the UG. Wow. Intrigue. Like, I did not expect that there would be, you know, a journey through the courts of law. Yeah. Talking about the yeah. humble boot. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're in Australia, there are multiple brands you can buy from that are Australian made. Mm. I probably shouldn't tell you that you should do that just in case I get sued <laughs> but I'm just saying that there are Australian made brands um our boots are also controversial for other reasons as well like Peter have mm. yeah they are an, they an not, animal product you know, so they're they an animal product and they claim that they're worse than shearing because you're actually using the skin whereas the counter argument is that Traditionally, like, and the small to medium businesses do actually use them as a byproduct mm. of meat consumption. They're not like sheep are not being killed for UG boots. Yeah. But then other people are obviously like, you know, against killing any kind of farming, any kind of domestic mm. um, animal anyway. So, not domestic animal, sorry, like farming animal. Yeah. So, anyway, if wherever, you're vegan, you, not for you. wherever you fall in that spectrum of belief, mm good for you (laughs) but yeah (laughs) yeah Mm. but that's why i'm like i wonder if oprah knows because yeah she's changed the brand she's endorsing Mm. it may have come across her desk she may know Mm. yeah um she hasn't said anything about it she's just promoting an australian made brand now interesting i'm like interesting Mm. really was a, a dark time for outfits. And now that it's just like, yes, these things were like pushed upon us. Like, mm. I mean, a lot of things are. But like that now makes a lot more sense how we got tracker hats and Ugg boots and those rara skirts and like shell necklaces all at once when they don't seem yes. to make sense together. No, but that's what you wore all together. series of brands mm. giving them to celebrities and celebrities just wearing them. Yeah. And then we did that. Mm. But that's what influencers are now. Yeah, because it's not like there was like one PR campaign that's like, this is the kind of outfit. It's like, nah, these like three or four disparate items are what you're all yeah. going to wear and you're all going to wear them yeah. together. It's wild. Mm. But some of these things are coming back, like Uggs are back. Um, the soundtrack of Step Up to the Streets is definitely back big time. Mm. Like I was doing some teaching at the end of the year and I heard Flo Riders Low 
mm. more in the last three weeks of the school <laughs> calendar than I did in the last 10 years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a surprise. So I don't know. There's like an early 2000s renaissance happening. Wow. So, yeah. There you go. God save us all. <laughs> My sources for this episode were the ABC, the National Law Review, <laughs> the New York Times, Wikipedia, CNN Style, and Grazia. Yeah, I had to read about it, like trademark law. I was like, I need to understand what this means. <laughs> I am a real journalist. So, yeah, you no, know. that's great. Um, cool. Well, that was – I enjoyed that. Um, we mm. For season two, we're going fortnightly. So yes. it'll be every yes. second Monday. We will see mm. you in a fortnight. This is so we can yeah. um, manage a few new things. We're going to start a Facebook group because mm. we have such a lovely gang of nerds and also cool people that mm. hang out with us. And, you know, like we have, you know, you comment on our Instagram stuff and sometimes you email us, but we would love to be able to actually yeah, throw everyone in a room and be able to talk to each other. Yeah, and I feel you might like to talk to each other from the messages that we've gotten. And, like, because yep. it is like, – we have international listeners, which is cool. Like, it would be cool to learn more about who listens to yep. us. And also then kind of, like, a direct line to the group where you can be like, hey, do some research on this thing, like, if you have requests. Yeah, absolutely. Send them it. through. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Very low-key, but just a fun spot for people to hang out. Yeah. Um, and talk about all of the nonsense that we talk about. Yeah. So that's kicking off. Um, yeah. Mm. Also, Jess and I have a really busy year. So yeah. <laughs> we want to be able to do like an episode every yeah. fortnight that's actually really worthwhile mm. and worthy rather than squeeze it in and be stressed like, and rushed and yeah. do something that's a bit chaotic. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Well, you know, I think just for the next episode, I'll keep with the tradition of the new tradition of surprising you with my topic because I haven't picked it yet. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. This is why we need fortnightly, folks. Yeah, because we, we need, need to make a, a plan to catch yeah. up. <laughs> mm. um, cool. Well, it's, it is great to be back. Yeah, it's nice. Mm. It's been a minute. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Happy bye bye. <laughs>